to the Perky and Man Dadcast. This week we talk about power drinks, collectibles, and horses in the house. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello and welcome to another Dadcast. How are you doing, Rich? Hey, very good, Perky. Very good, yeah. We've just come off the back of half term. So, uh, albeit I worked through the whole of half term, but the girls have just sort of finished. So, they've, they're refreshed and uh, and everything. And, um, yeah, it's good. The rest of the country are on half term now. Is that right with you? I think so, yeah, yeah. They are, my, my girls are. So, my girls have both gone to grandma and granddad because there's no preschool for Tilly, no swimming lessons for Tilly. So, um, it used to always be, you know, the kids would go away. You'd think, oh, we'll go out, we'll go to the pub, and we'll go to the pictures. Yeah. Drink alcohol. No, we're tidying <laughs> our kitchen. That's what we're doing. For... <laughs> it's come to that. Although it, there is an excitement about tidying. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, I sort of want to sort of slap myself for saying that, but there genuinely is an excitement for me when things get tidied in the house. I know. <laughs> it's just it's... like, oh, what has happened? <laughs> Do you have this thing where you can blank out stuff? Like you don't notice things as being out of place or messy. And it's only when you then kind of really consider it. Like, I, I went and took photos. Rachel said, I'll take some before and after photos of the kitchen. And I went and took some photos and I thought, my God, what a mess. But I hadn't really particularly realised it beforehand. And I remember in the old place where we used to live, there used to be bits of wood that we'd have up against a wall. And they were there for like a year, I think. And you blank it out. <laughs> you, you kind of forget that they're there until people come round. And then you go, why have we got planks of wood up against a wall there? You kind of just blank it out. Clever minds. Yeah, clever I, minds. No, we do the same thing. We're actually, we, we had some shelves put up, sort of built into the wall a few years ago. And the top shelf has always, we've never used it. So we've got these shelves going up. Yeah. And, and the top shelves on, on two, two of the cases uh, are completely blank. And Soph sort of reconfigured the books last week and basically moved some of the books up there and made space. It's like, well, why didn't we do that five years ago? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you saying about a piece of wood. I bought a piece of wood to do something in the bathroom a few years ago and it is still there albeit tucked by the side of the wardrobe but it's still there and every time I'm, I move towels around it's like oh yeah a bit of wood I'll ah, yeah. leave it <laughs> one day one day it's difficult with kids so what happens at half term with your girls so does does Sophie take time off work or do you uh, no well, Sophie's the teacher so oh, so she's off, of course. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so actually for us it works very well. Yeah, she's off with the girls. I stayed doing bits and bobs, doing stuff at university last week. And then we went out for a few days, went to Oxford, and just actually spent some time together, which was really, really nice. It's that thing that I just, so many of the times, and you must get it as well sort of with acting jobs, and I, I've got it with voiceover jobs and stuff, that you dedicate some time and then a job comes up and you go, oh, I've got to do that. And we were quite specific to say, right, we're going to be away for a few days. I will definitely not do any work. But we're lucky with holidays with Soph with what she does. But I guess a lot of people, you know, you've got to rethink childcare and everything, especially when they start school. So Oh, it's crazy. It's I know loads one. of parents that when it comes to half term and holidays, they just kind of go, oh, no, no, we have yeah. to change everything to make this work, which um, yeah, you would have thought that somebody, probably they do. Maybe it's something we, we discover, you know, but maybe there are places where it's like, in half term, we set up a school <laughs> and we have kids yeah. at the same <laughs> hours that you would normally have your kids in school and just kind of keep them entertained so you can carry on doing exactly the same routine that you used to do before. Well, they used to do, well, I remember you used to go to things called play schemes mm. and uh, essentially it was the same thing. So you'd go for, for a day, but you'd play games and make things and I'm sure they do them now, but I've not heard of it, a play scheme. Yeah. But, you know, you've got these other things, sort of drama things. Um, you know, I've been doing the, the with the Act One Theatre School for, for many years at Easter and Summer, a, a workshop, week's workshop. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. 
There must be, but, but yeah, I guess nowadays it's just expensive, isn't it? Like because yeah. it used to yeah. be anyone could just sell one of these things, any old local person could do it. Now they've got to have certificates and they've got to be CRB checked. It just makes yeah, it very prohibitive yeah. cost wise. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? Years ago, you wouldn't have even thought about that. You know, you and I must have done a load of workshops years ago when we left drama school, and we wouldn't have needed a CRB or anything like that. And now you need a DBS check, which is you know like CRB, to even sort of go into a school. Yeah, you've got, you've got to be completely checked out. So yeah, it does make it a lot more difficult. I don't but, know what uh, you're implying here, but yes, I used to do loads of workshops, and I have since stopped doing those kind of things. And it's nothing to do with the CRB check. No, I know. No, I was just, <laughs> just saying. In case you anyone know, puts two, just, two together and gets five, like that's not no, what happened there. Not what happened. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. All those workshops we did. Yeah. Anyway, listen, Perky, do you collect anything? Uh, not anymore. I used to. I mean, I used to have, well, Star Wars figures. I don't know if, I don't know if that's a collect. Well, obviously, collection yeah. Figure, but everyone had Star yeah. Wars figures, had those. Yeah. And then I used to have also loads of matchbooks. My parents have still got them. They've got them in this frame. And when I went to Scotland about a month ago, I saw them all and just thought, oh, just just get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Just get rid of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, obviously, as uh, as a kid, although I sold them a few years ago. Uh, for for Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I, I had a load of stuff in the loft and I thought I need to get rid of it. And I didn't want to go through eBay and spend lots of time. Part of me didn't want to get rid of them, but I just thought I have to. I went to a, a specialist place in Chesham when I was doing Panto and just said, you know, what will you give me? And he told me a price. And then I, I kept something else back. I said, what about that? And then he went, oh, well, and then I, he erased it. And then I, I had a tin of all the guns and the original accessories. And I said, what about that? And he put some more money on it. But I, but I knew essentially that he was going to make a shed loads of money. But I just wanted to get rid of it. But actually, no, when Doctor Who came back and they sort of re-released all of the original figures and, and everything, they went mad with the um, whatever company made them. I Essentially, my brother was telling me about this, uh, how there will be collectibles. So I just went and bought loads and I bought all the original Doctor Who figures, Daleks, Cybermen, loads. Okay. Uh, and they're all in a box in my loft. <laughs> nice. And I, you know, it, I might not make anything, but I just thought, well, put it in there. Don't open it because I don't particularly want them. But at some point, I will probably look at selling them. But that's as close that I've come to sort of collecting things, really. Yeah. And that's purely to sell. Yeah, so not, yeah, Actually, yeah. so probably not the best way of doing it. Not really. But I think we all, you know, collect trinkets. And I think yeah. the things that are actually important to you are the ones that you want to keep hold of. That um, you would not you sell, never you know. sell, no. Now, a couple of weeks ago when we went to the London Toy Fair, we spoke to loads of those people. And if you've not heard those podcasts and listen back, it's the previous two. We made into two podcasts and there's loads and loads of great stuff there. But we also spoke to Lawrence Lambert off of the telly. And he told us loads about collectibles. So we've held that interview back and we'll play it now. <laughs> We're once again joined by Lawrence Lambert from Cash in the Attic. We spoke to him last year. We've seen him again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How's your year been? Oh, my God. It seems like yesterday. (laughs) We're pretty much in exactly the same spot that we spoke this time last year. Yes, I did say, Alex, that there might be a blue plaque somewhere to to commemorate the... uh... There should be. So what are you here for this year? Well... Same as last year, uh, guys, more or less. I love the retro strand, as you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gibson Games celebrate their 100th anniversary this year. Wow. And it's good to be on the stand because apparently they're all connected family-wise. Uh, the people that run the business now are still all Gibsons, more or less, which is lovely. Yeah. You know, it's a real kind of like cottage industry that's developed yeah. and manifested itself into a global organisation. So I, I spoke to Kate um, and uh, she was amazed that I still have 
uh, a lot of the old stuff. And some of the board games passed when I grew up in the 70s, um, like Escape from Colditz, dun, yeah. dun, dun, <laughs> and Wembley, which was a game that you hadn't heard of. I know. Right? So what, is, what was Wembley? Was well, it a football game? It was a football game, of okay. course. And um, it's, it's a strategized game. You have to use your strategy. Not easy to say. Um, and it's a board game. But you don't just throw the dice. You can buy and sell players. You can transfer like uh, strikers and defenders. But you play each round. There's a draw. And you play another team maybe from a different division like we do today in the real FA Cup. And then you reach Wembley and hopefully uh, by trial and tribulation, you can win the FA Cup. For the kids, it's like a in real life version of Championship Manager. Yeah, that's what it so. is. Yeah, there must be a connecting <laughs> strand there. Remember, because yeah. I mean, if you you know if you think of Amy Winehouse as a singer, bless her, and she was fantastic. You need an Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah, you know, or you need a you need a strand, you need mm. a platform in order for that to be launched from. And can you imagine being in the sixties and having a game like Wembley for Christmas and being the manager of your team, your favourite team, because you can select your own team, the team you want to be. It's in- incredible because we were talking about this earlier that um, we kind of underappreciate how important these games are to our lives. So, like, I went yeah, back home. Course a couple of weeks ago when we got the old toy box out and yeah. some of those toys I was looking at and they were just small little things but they were like everything to me and everything to do with how I grew up and it was just so valuable and so amazing and yet now with my kids we often leave the buying of toys to, 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 to friends and family buying the girls toys for Christmas rather than us going what are we going to get them that's going to be that thing that yeah, in 30 years time they're going to sure. be going oh do you remember that game yeah but we often leave it in other people's hands that go and buy something from... 100%. What's on offer, you know? Yeah, I was recently on BBC Radio talking about collecting mm. and um, a lady presenter asked me about the value of collecting. Yeah, but it's an emotional connection, surely. It's yeah. not about value monetary-wise. And this guy asked me to value an old train set that he had, an old Hornby train set. <clears throat> and I said, well, yeah, it's worth about 350 quid. He went, oh, wow, that's fantastic. It's been in my loft. You know? I said, well, hang on a moment. Where did you get it from? He said, no, no, my dad bought it for me when I was 13. And I said, Derek, with the best will in the world, if I gave you 350 quid now, you would spend that money in the next week, but you'll never have the train set back again. Yeah, yeah definitely. You won't, you know, I, I can't find you another one that yeah. your dad gave you. Yeah. yeah. And he said, you're right, I'm, ke- <laughs> I'm keeping it. <laughs> so what's, what's the most valuable, monetary valuable thing that you've got that yeah. you would never sell? All of it. <laughs> I'm going to have it buried with me. But if, you, but if you've got something connection. that is, is kind of in the books as being like a really rare collectible item yes. that no one's getting their hands on of you. Yes and no. Okay. And, and I say that because my collection's full of stuff that might be junk to you guys. But to me, it was a memorable moment in that, that table of collecting as a kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. an old teddy bear that's irreplaceable. Yeah, of course. An old um, QPR, I'm a QPR fan, of course. An old QPR Sabutio team that my dad got me when I was about nine. I can't give those away. And now yet, I know why you like the Wembley game, because exactly. it's the only way you can get QPR to, to Wembley. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot what team you support. What team do you support? Oh, OK, all right, fair enough. Oh, Charlton. Oh, Charlton. Oh, well, look, this is a crowd. Just so you know, we're at the toy fair. This is a crowd. No, I love Charlton. Uh, and in fact, I've got a Sabutio Charlton team, oh, yeah. and they are very hard to find in, like, their 70s colours. But 
<laughs> this will make you laugh. I've only got five of the players. <laughs> so my holy grail is where are the other yeah. five guys? I've yeah. got to go looking for these guys. And I think that's the beauty of collecting. We're back on track with the challenge, the desire to get it. You know, you, you've got to get out there and find it. You've got to source it. And part of the fun is getting it. But is it easier now or harder now? Because like with eBay and Gumtree, it feels like you can kind of find things that are out there. It's but- easier. It's easier. Okay, it is easier. But however, if you can resist sort of the mechanics of it yeah. and just be on holiday in the middle of Bridlington and find an old junk shop and you think, oh my God, it's the James Bond Corgi Aston Martin. Yeah. And then you have to yeah. negotiate with the guy and he says, oh, I think that's about eight quid. Then you have to keep a straight face and say, I'll take that with me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye-bye. It's like what Richard has said before about records, old records. And it's yeah, like you can, you can download those songs, but you like finding them in record oh, yeah, stores on, on vinyl. And, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. I think there's a there's a sense of achievement once you've got it. The challenge is over. In fact, I've also heard that people say, "Well, now I've got it, I can relax," which <laughs> which is kind of a nice. But, but be careful about giving stuff away because I think it's much harder to to find once you've given it away. Yeah. There's more disappointment than actually the finding of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so be okay. prudent about what you give away. Do you know what? I gave away one of my mum's old teddy bears because I thought I better downsize. You know, you. Can't can't have more than 100 days <laughs> so i took one to a local charity shop and i left him in the window you know overnight and i thought i had a bit of a sleepless night i thought i've got to go back and get him back <laughs> so i drove back the next day and said to the very kind young lady can i have my bear back and she said yes please to put a donation in the box and both of you on your way oh that's so sweet i know it's lovely um so i took the bear back with me and i must admit to being a bit like mark Wahlberg in ted <laughs> the movie but he's back with me and I think that's his place yeah you know so you can't you, know, you, you, you just can't get rid of stuff stuff no. don't, don't, don't think about decluttering all the time yeah There's so with, there. with the, 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 the biggest value of old toys is, is not monetary it's just that sentimental I value I say people say to me well how much is this worth and stop looking at the value mm. yeah. it's the emotional content to the whole thing and you can enjoy it and as you said earlier Alex your kids can enjoy yeah. maybe something that you've bought them or something that you cherish yeah yeah, I reckon there's a nice generational connection there because us old guard I think we're a dying breed and what's going to happen to the next generation by the way what is Fortnite I've no idea (laughs) no no idea I thought that was a holiday that you took took every year you know (laughs) and that's that's why I'm never going to get rid of my Obi-Wan Kenobi post Darth Vader fight toy that we spoke about last year year. and do you know what I don't think I've seen one since yeah there you go so maybe I've just think of the value Uh, sentimental value Lawrence, thanks so much. It's so good to talk to you. It's great seeing you again. And And, uh, I'll meet you here next year where the blue plaque is, of course. (laughs) We'll see you right here. See you next year. Cheers. Bye. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. I'm not sure about you, Perky, but I have been drinking a lot of coffee recently. Um, (laughs) I want to say recently, I mean for the last few years. Yeah. After not drinking it for many years, and I got back onto it again. But that's, yeah, that's fine, and you need your vice. Anyway, I've discovered a new drink, and I'm sure a lot of people out there know about it, and there are probably loads of internet forums and stuff about it, but essentially it's this power drink, and it's not for the faint-hearted. But I tried it, and it's really good. What is and it? it's a really good sort of pick-me-up first thing in the morning. Okay, apple cider vinegar, about okay. little, sort of 10 mils. Yeah. It's got to be the one from the mother source, which is, I'm not entirely sure, but... <laughs> 
it's the the pure one, you've the mother changed. sauce. It sounds you've like something. Sounds I don't like... even know where you're going with this, but you've changed, <laughs> no, Richard. The no, mother I, no, sauce. No, listen, what are you talking about? No, it is. It says mother. It says something to do with mother essentially on it. So, so I know you say it's the it's the good stuff anyway. And then and then a little bit of turmeric, cayenne pepper, yeah, some ginger, and an actual fresh ginger, and then half a lemon, and then if you want honey, but I'm not. I don't put honey in it. I don't put honey in it. Wow. And then you, you, yeah, you put it in a, a like a cafetiere and then you, you know, boiling water and it's amazing. It's so, a real hit. It smacks you and it's great. And, and actually I thought I'd be doing like one a day. And it's almost, I've almost gone from coffee to that now. It's like, oh, I'll get a second one in. I'll get a third one. In. I'll get a fourth one in. No, I've got to be careful, actually. I'm, maybe I'm sort of overdosing on, on turmeric and <laughs> apple cider vinegar, but it's, it's really good. It wow. really is good. So you have so that instead of coffee. Go. Do you still have coffee at all? No, I do still have coffee, but less coffee because I was drinking a phenomenal amount of coffee and I love it, but, you know, you, you, you just can't drink that much. And uh, But this stuff is great. And, and also, whereas coffee in the main, I wouldn't like to drink after about one o'clock because, I don't know, it just starts, makes me feel groggy, really. This stuff, I could just drink the whole time. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. What I will do is I'll, we'll, we'll tweet it out and, and put a link to one of the websites that I got it off, and then I sort of adapted it a bit. But it's really amazing. So you should you should I'll try it at some point. Give me the recipe. Yeah. yeah, I'll give it a go, and I'll, um, I'll I'll have my first one, and I'll film it, and uh, I'll see if I can keep a straight <laughs> face afterwards. Be like that thing where you you film your child having marmite for the first time. That's it. That's it. Or, or a bit of a lemon or something. Or, or a bit of lemon. Yeah. yeah. So you should do the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, what are you going to say, Perky? Well, I was going to say, can you have it cold? Like, do you mind having it cold? This this drink. I've I've never had it cold, but I'm sure it'd be absolutely fine. I quite like the heat from it because obviously with the the turmeric and the cayenne pepper and and, and the ginger, it's quite a fiery drink um, yeah. anyway. And I quite like that heat. No, but the reason I ask is because um, in January we did veganuary, and and Rachel realised that she couldn't really drink tea with oat milk or almond milk or whatever, but she could drink coffee with it because like tea is like such a specific. You know, you have your morning tea and it tastes exactly the same every day. But coffee, it kind of always tastes a bit different. So it's like fine to have it with oat milk because it tastes a bit different or whatever. That was what her thought yeah, was. Yeah. So she's been drinking lots more coffee. And then the other thing she said about it, which is, is a reason why she keeps drinking coffee now, is because coffee, she doesn't mind drinking a bit cold. Whereas with tea, the moment it goes cold, she's like, I can't drink this now. But with kids, it's inevitable that your coffee is going to get cold at some point. So she's like, it's yeah. perfect for being a parent because if it goes cold, I can still drink it. That's fine. <laughs> so I just wonder with this, it's, it seems like something that if it goes a bit kind of lukewarm, it'd be like, yeah, that's still fine. It's still going to give me the yeah, kick up the be fine. I need. Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. No, there's something I noticed the other day. Do you, I guess you don't really see anything on CBeebies anymore, do you? A, a, a bit. And it's only because I put it on because that sometimes it's just nice to have something that I could kind of remember over the last few years. So they were watching it yesterday, were they? funny enough. And I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, that's bizarre that you're both watching it and not arguing. But yeah, oh. but the, the problem is that the presenters are changing. And that's the thing. You look back and go, oh, they were not as good as when they in the old days. They weren't as good as when Phoebe was two. Oh, who did you like? Who was your favourite then? They used to have a guy called Alex, and he was very good. Oh, did they? And there was Katie, who did the Katie Cooks. I think she's going to have to have another baby. Right. Uh, and there's Kat and... Cat, um, she's back. Uh, yeah. Is she, is she back? Is no, back? no, no. That was always the thing on um, on, on Justin's house. It was like, there's Cat, she's back. Oh, of yeah. course. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking. Yes, what? What were you going to say? Sorry. No, no I was just going to say that, that, you know, they have the night garden on, every uh, night gardens on. And I always yeah. I always worry for them because I always think they can't ever stop. 
having the night garden like it's just it's there it's every night and it's part of everyone's routine who've got the young kids so like i can't imagine them ever being able to sort of like change it but they have started a new program that they put on i think just before night garden called moon and me i think it's going to be the replacement i think it's going to be the one that takes over right okay have you seen it yeah no i haven't i have heard about it okay is it is it the same kind of thing as in sort of puppets and everything kind of yeah it's all it's a bit stop motiony and it's one of those ones like night garden that kind of is is like half an hour like it's far too long for a kids program normally and everything just happens really slowly and there's there's a lot that's the same every day there's like a it's a doll's house it shines something up to the moon and there's a baby on the moon and then the baby flies down to the doll's house and all the characters in the doll's house come alive and they do stuff and it's it's one of those (laughs) things right so it's just slow and mesmerizing and the girls had it on the other day and i just thought oh my god this is you know the night garden but you know with cbb's they've got all the celebrities doing the bedtime story so they've got like oh know, yeah tom hardy yeah. and dolly parton and you know olympians yeah. and and david tennant did it and jodie whittaker's done it and all, you know just all these people like the lead singer of queens of the stone age has done it as well like kids aren't really know that. yeah josh Holmes <laughs> done it and it's just crazy oh. they've got all these big celebrities but i was watching moon and me with the kids and they had this little radio set up in the corner and they said oh let's let's play a silly song so they put this silly song on and the silly song went like this there was a horsey in the house a horsey in the house there was a horsey in the house and they just did this for about 10 minutes you know just on a loop and everyone's dancing to it i was listening to it going that's not just some cheap voiceover artist that's michael buble really yeah and i googled it and it was michael buble who's done the silly song it's just like what and so as i was looking into it it's crazy isn't it but it seems like loads of celebrities who are parents just swarm to see bbs to to do stuff on cbbs and what it was was that when he had his 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 child he was on bbc breakfast news or whatever and he started singing the iggle piggle song for some reason, oh, right. I don't know why, but he said he was obsessed with <laughs> children's TV. So he, and so it's the same producer that does this Moon and Me. And so they sent an email to Michael Bublé and he was like, yep, I'm on it. <laughs> it was just yeah. It's just, I just find it really bizarre, but I can kind of understand why. But it's, it's crazy. All the, all the shows, you know, you've got blooming Mark Rylance, Oscar winner, doing Flop yes. from Bing. And yeah. you've got you yeah, know, exactly. all, these, all these big names just doing all these um, CBB things. It's almost like, you know, like reading to, you, to your children or, you know, occasionally I go into to Phoebe's school and read on a Friday morning to the class. Yeah, nice. Just look at, you know, five, ten minutes. It, it just feels good. It's as simple as that. There's just something good about it. And, and, you know, I guess not all parents read to their children. And not all of them either have time or... I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not in, I'm, you know, not casting aspersions, but I'm, I'm sure that's the case with some people. Yeah. And I think that maybe being on BBC, you know, take the fact that they're obviously getting paid for it, but take that out. I think it's just that kind of... It's something a bit different, isn't it? And it's something where they can be, I don't know, just good feeling. I would do it. I'd love it. Could you imagine you and I doing it? That'd be great. We should do a bedtime yeah. story. Reading Perky the, Man. Uh, reading the synopsis of Perky and Man are squatting. <laughs> Talking nappies, talking crap. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Richard, why do restaurants, and this is something that you might genuinely think is a good idea, why do restaurants insist on bringing the kids' food out first, right? Because my girls, I can entertain them before the food comes because they know food's coming. The moment they've eaten their food, 
they're done and they want to get down. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did? Yeah. Why do they do it? Have you ever it, had a, a reason why mm, that works for you? Or I don't. I, I don't get it. I don't know if it's just my kids. I mean, rah. no. You're right. I mean, it could be the fact. I mean, Georgia uh, is she takes a long time to eat, but that's. Um, they wouldn't know that. So so for us, in a way, it's quite good because she'll start eating and then, you know, and then she once we're eating, then we'll all be eating together. But no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Maybe it's just because they think that their attention span is not that good. So they're, they're going to need to bring the food out to, to keep them occupied. But it is an odd thing, actually, because it should just all be brought out together because yeah. then you're all eating together. That is an odd thing, actually. Well, maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe it works for some people. If it works for you with Georgia, then maybe that's it. I just feel like before the food comes, I can entertain them because I can be walking around with them and doing whatever. And then the food comes and then we can all eat it together. But if they get their food first yeah. while we're just sat there, then the moment our food comes, they're finished. And it's like they yeah. don't want to sit there. And then suddenly I can't eat my food. <laughs> no, food should come out at the same time, unless it's somewhere like Wagamama's. When, and obviously that you know the policy is we bring it out when it's done. So yeah. you buy into that, don't you? You, you go, do. that's fine. It's a real odd one. I don't know. I feel well, like actually, we've been they talk- should ask us. They should ask every individual person, when do you want the kids' food to come? On that thought, uh, Perky, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you again. Look, there are more things to talk about, but let's let's do it again in the next couple of weeks. And absolutely. then we can, um, yeah, because there's always, always stuff to talk about. And spring is starting to sprung, or spring is starting to spring. Well, sprung is starting to spring. Anyway, it's good out there. And apparently we had the warmest February for a long time. That's not very accurate statistically, is it? For a long time. Have we? That's what I heard this morning. Yeah, they said it's just, it's it's very warm. They said that on Radio 4. It's very warm, said John Humphreys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. Well, yes, that bodes well for just getting out in the garden and playing with the kids and all that kind of stuff. So listen, we will catch up, as you say, in another couple of weeks. If you want to get in contact, I mean, please do get in contact. Any stories of yours, any observations, any questions, because we are obviously the fonts of all kid knowledge. (laughs) Um, Just get in contact uh, at Dadcast UK on Twitter or Dadcast UK Facebook and Instagram, just wherever. Just type into the internet, Dadcast UK, you'll find us. And also this week, just let one of your dad pals know. I know that dads don't usually sit and talk about daddy kind of stuff, but if you've got any pals who have got kids, then just say, oh, have you ever listened to the old uh, dad cast? And um, yeah. just tell one person, and hopefully we can um, have some more listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Perky. See you soon. Bye. See you soon. Bye. 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 Subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.